Hey, it's your friendly podcaster, BJ, of Chew On This and Nerd United Podcast. And every month we're growing, and it's because of loyal listeners like you guys. So tell your friends to check us out on iTunes or Google Play or YouTube. We would love to have your reviews and comments, and you can also subscribe to our Facebook page for content. Plus, you can check out our Twitter and our Instagram at Chew On This Pod. And you can even send us an email if you want to at chewonthispodcast at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you and enjoy this week's episode of Chew On This. to episode 60 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So by the time this airs, it, um, it'll it be, what, Monday, and it'll be Christmas, or Christmas will just pass, so yeah. happy holidays. Everyone, hope you enjoyed your, your holiday weekend, and uh, and uh, this is what, the first day of, this is first day, this will be the first day of Hanukkah too, right? Yes, yes, I'll be celebrating uh the whole week. This is like the first time in a really long time. It's this late in the month, but yeah, it's going to go all the way through January, actually. So, oh yeah. But uh, so, hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, what do you got there, BJ? Well, same here. Hope you guys had a good holiday. And we have again, we have some really you know special things coming up on our podcast. We have our one year anniversary show. Uh, it's going to drop on January 9th, but before that, we're going to be on Good Day Sacramento on January 7th at 8 a.m. That's Good Day Sacramento. It's a morning show with Cody Stark. Uh, totally stoked, uh, but we're going to be promoting our podcast and talking with Cody for a little bit. So don't miss that. I think we'll have one more chance to to tell you all uh, to say this again. But anyway. Uh, happy holidays and, uh, January 7th is our one year anniversary podcast, which I'm totally stoked. It's going to be awesome. So this is our last podcast of the year, um, of this year. And we're going to end it with, uh, um, our top 10 best movies, um, of 2016 and try to go back to the list we had at the beginning of the year of our most anticipated. Yes. So... So this is a this is a summary of 2016 movies. Um, you want to do yours first? You want me to go first? Uh, do you want me to do my most? You wanted me to go back and do my most anticipated list, or do you want to hear what my list is now? Um, why don't you just read quickly um, what your most anticipated? Okay. Was. Don't talk. Don't talk about them. Gotcha. Okay, so back in uh, January, we did our most anticipated movies of 2016, and these are mine. This was mine list. Uh, number 10, Finding Dory. Number 9, The BFG. Number 8, The Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Number 7, Jungle Book. Number 6, Batman v Superman. Fuck you. Number 5, Star Trek Beyond. Number 4, Doctor Strange. Number 3, Deadpool. Pegging. Pegging was awesome. Number two, Captain America Civil War. And number one was Rogue One. So this is my final tally, my top ten list, now that we're at the end of the year, and it goes as such. Okay? <clears throat> so number ten, I still have Finding, Finding Dory. Number nine, I have Star Trek Beyond. Uh, number eight, I have actually a new movie in there. I have Arrival. Number seven, uh, Jungle Book. Number six, Doctor Strange. Number five, Deadpool. Number four, I have Moana. Number three, I have Zootopia. And then the top two are pretty much the, it's the same. Captain America and number one, Rogue One. Okay, so not too much of a change for you at all. Not, all not... Yeah, yeah, not too much. <clears throat> All right, so let me do my let me do my most anticipated, then I'll go through my best. All um, right. 
So number nine for me was Ghostbusters. I'm sorry, number ten was Ghost. Uh, number ten was Star Trek. Number nine was Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven's Independence Day. Six was The Jungle Book. Five was Batman v Superman. Wait, I'm missing numbers here. <laughs> <laughs> you can it's omit Star that Trek, out. <laughs> Ghostbusters, Independence Day, The Jungle Book, Batman v Superman. Four, five. Number five is X Men. Mm-hmm. Number four is Doctor Strange. Oh, you know what? I actually let I left on here the um I when I copied this over for notes for today, I, we actually did notes. Can you believe that? And then I still screwed it up. <laughs> um anyway the the, the two on here that weren't actually on the top 10 were uh, ghostbusters star trek i just forgot to separate them yeah so basically if i'll just fucking do the list again hold on one two three four five six okay so it was ghostbusters independence day jungle book batman v superman x-men doctor strange number four is deadpool number three was rogue one two captain america Number one was finding Dory for me. That's right. We had those switched. I forgot. I remember yeah. that. So uh, let's see. So my top <coughs> ten of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, number ten is Star Trek. Number nine, Doctor Strange. Number eight, The Jungle Book. Seven, Finding Dory. Six, Deadpool. Four, uh, five. Am I on five? Yeah, five. Civil War. Four, Rogue One. Three Moana, two Arrival, and one Zootopia. Oh, okay. Cool. So we have just so, a slightly different. We actually had the same movies, just slightly different. The way we, the um, way we I did them. not have. I did not have Fantastic Beasts. Well, no, I don't have that on my on my final list. I, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, ours is pretty much the okay. same. Just same movies, but just they're moved around a little bit. So, yeah, especially our top five. Yeah, top five, big time. Um, well, let's uh, just real quick. I mean, well, maybe it's not really quick, but so my number 10 was Finding Dory. And for you, that was uh, a really, yeah, it was Star Trek. So to just start with Dory. Um, basically, that that movie for you, I remember it had some really special meaning, Finding Nemo. And so that's why it was really, really high um, for nostalgia reasons and things like that. And But it ended up actually being a pretty decent movie. Um I just, I just thought, I don't know. I think I'm looking for more original things now. Um, even though some of the stuff I have on my top ten before was like sequels and whatnot, but, uh, but as far as like sequels go for Pixar, it was, it was pretty, it was high up there. I mean, I did enjoy it. But yeah, there's really nothing. Like we said before in the review, there's really nothing wrong with this movie. No, it just didn't make us cry like little girls. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that, but. <laughs> It just didn't make us cry, it, like, and that's that was the most amazing part of that review was that I couldn't like, even though I think I gave it four and a half or five stars, I didn't like, I didn't love it because it didn't like break me up and kill me inside. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we complained. We we like to be broken down in our movies. Um, yeah, that's how good Pixar is, right? And that's how good Finding Nemo was. Like you were, no matter how old you were. Well, actually, the only people that wouldn't understand the emotional value to it would be anybody who it was like geared towards like five-year-olds or whatever. But <laughs> if, you, if you were cognizant, if you're old enough to be cognizant of your emotions and you didn't cry in, in like, you know, Toy Story 3 or Finding Nemo or... Um, then you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're dead inside. The beginning of up. You're a especially. robot. You're from Westworld. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I had, I had, I had Dory higher than you. I had it at uh, ten, nine, eight, seven. I had it at seven. Okay. Because um, when I was when I was doing this list, I was thinking, you know what? You know, my initial reaction to it was like I just said, it didn't make me cry, and that bothered me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, but, but when I, you know, when I really thought about this list, I was like, you know what? There's really nothing wrong with that movie. No, no, it's very entertaining. I mean, it's rated really high. You know, it it follows one of the best movies ever made. Um, and you know, so when I was looking at the list, I was like, you know what? That was a pretty good movie. It was just that I was expecting to be weeping when I left the theater. You know, like <laughs> something different. Like my expectations were put on it in a different way. Like it's one thing to put like good expectations, like hoping like some movie's good and then it's just absolute shit. But my my expectation of it was unrealistic and retarded that I wanted <laughs> to cry. Well, I mean, <laughs> but you also have to think that 
you know, they had, we'll get to those movies in a minute, but there was two other movies that were just better, you know, and they, and they did just that. And, but they also had other things in it that made them, you know, I guess, transcend their animation even. They were just better. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, there was a, there was a, there was some kind of morale to, to, you know, some kind of Aesop's fable or tale to, to finding Dory. Um, but I, I just, I thought it was better than these other movies that I had on the list. So you had, I had Star Trek at 10. Where did you have Star Trek? I, I have that at nine. And, and that movie, um, was really, I, I was really happy with that movie because, um, you know, the second movie, it, it just, it lacked any kind of heart. Um, it didn't, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was dire situation is kind of the empire strikes back of the, of the trilogy or whatever, if you want to call it that, but it, it just, I, I like that Star Trek beyond got back to being Star Trek and uh, it was yeah. really entertaining. And Simon Pegg, you know, co-wrote it and it, it shows. And I hear that he's actually co-wrote it and co-writing the, the next one. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot too. I just, um, you know, for me, I just had it at 10. I mean, we're not far apart from that movie at all. I think we were pretty much dead on when we reviewed it, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you had it at 9, I had it at 10. So there's really not much to discuss the difference of placement for that one. Yeah. Uh, what did you have at What did you have? At so at, num- at number 8, um, so Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, I had that before, but that, I took it off my list. Um, okay. I have – so in its place, I put Arrival. And uh, Arrival – was was kind of like one of those really um, just came out of nowhere type movies. I mean, if I were to see, uh, if I would have saw that on the the schedule months ago, I'd I'd have no idea still what it was. I mean, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I had I, I was kind of going back and forth between like Cloverfield Lane because that was another movie that just popped out of nowhere. And so that, but that's still kind of outside the list. It's just not good enough, but arrival, it probably could have gone higher, but I just liked some of these other movies a little bit more, but it made the list. Um, and it's, it's so that's good. a big difference. That's one yeah. of our biggest differences. Is, yeah. Uh, you have it at, what was that? Uh, eight. eight. Yeah. And I, I have it all the way at, um, uh, fuck. I have it all the way at two. At two. So wow. That's a, yeah, I that's a it. big discrepancy. Yeah, 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 it's big. And and I th- I think for me again, when I was sitting down on this list, like thinking about this list, what blew me away about Arrival was it, it was a, like different and original. It wasn't a sequel. It made it you cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did. I don't know. It made it, you well, feel maybe, something. Maybe <laughs> Yeah, it, well, it made me think. I mean, this movie is definitely a oh, yeah. movie when you're done with it. Yeah. So I think that that was why I had it so high because it it just came out it, like you said it came out of nowhere. The premise of the movie, you think you're going in to see some sci-fi alien invasion movie and it's really not. And it completely blew me away with the ending. It's one of the it it, it was really close to being my number 1. Wow. Um, it was really, really close, and I, those for those two reasons, that's why I had it so high because it was original material to to us. You know, it wasn't a, pre- a prequel, a sequel, or a, a different comic book, absolutely, you know, or something like that. So th- that's why I had it so high because it, comp- it was not only that it wasn't one of those things; it was also, uh, you know, different. I had never seen it, and I was blown away at the end of it. Yeah, and and I don't get really tricked <laughs> most of the time when I go to the movies anymore. And that really, it, it got me um, really just uh, the way it was filmed was just really, I, I, I thought like, you know, Christopher Nolan directed it or something. Cause like, it was just so the, it has that kind of tone or whatever that he usually does in his movies. And it's really, really well done though. Um, like to see more from that director and whatnot. What did you have for uh number seven? That's where I had Finding Dory. Aha. So I had um, I had Jungle Book there. And okay. did Jungle Book make your my list? Jung- my, yeah, my Jungle Book was at uh, ten, 8. Oh, okay. So, so just back just back a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah, so... Not a big deal there. No, it's, you know, and so for Jungle Book, you know, that was kind of like this foray into this whole new 
world of like now we're gonna see CGI animals like like crazy and environments that look so freaking real. Because like I I don't think I there was probably more green screen on that than probably in Star Wars, but yet it looks so goddamn real. And yeah. um and now you know John Favreau is gonna dive into Lion King, which makes sense, but at the same time I'm I'm very leery about because that is it's that's like near perfection too. You know, it's uh, we already have beauty. Even in the, though, it, even though it might have been stolen from a Japanese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's very true. I, uh, most people don't know that, though. Um, uh, really quick side note: Why I said that? Yeah, uh, there's a Japanese movie called something similar to that. It's not called The Lion King. It's called something different. But basically, it's a white tiger this time, or a lion, or something like that. A white tiger or a lion. And then that Japanese cartoon came out like two or three years before the Lion King started. Played by came out, played by say. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, like Tilda Swinton. The, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, so that that movie was. I mean, I, I like the cartoon. The cartoon was really goofy and whatnot. And I oh, thought the movie's so much better. It's so fantastic. I mean, and they changed the little things here and there and made it actually better for me. So that was, that was a, a big achievement, especially after like life of pie and stuff like that. So now they, so they can really do whatever they want. Number six. I have Deadpool. What do you have at six? Uh, I have Dr. Strange Deadpool. Okay, my Dr. Strange is at nine. Oh, okay. Okay. That's not bad. Um, so Deadpool was uh, was uh, a big surprise, but but at the same time, you know, we knew like early on that when we saw that footage that that movie is going to be really really good. I just didn't know how good it was going to be because I I laughed all the way through that movie. I was so entertained. You know, the ending was really kind of felt tacked on to me, but. Whatever they needed some big set piece like they usually do, which I hope they don't do that with in the next movie. I think they that was the only flaw I thought that movie had was the ending. But other than that, yeah, it's fantastic. That movie's so freaking funny, and they actually found a way to bring in a couple other X Men and like who nobody really cares about, you know, well, except for maybe the other, the Silver guy. But uh, what what the hell is his name again? Uh, Colossus. Colossus, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I love Colossus and, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, whatever her name was. That was – they were a good addition. But what did you think? Well, you I had mean, that at nine, right? You yeah, said you had that at nine. I, I had uh, – no, I had Deadpool like three before, and now I have him at uh, number five. And I have Doctor Strange five, at okay. six, which we'll talk about in a second. But what did you okay, think? So... I mean, ultimately, like Deadpool, what did you think like – when you came out of that movie, you were like, that's exactly what I paid for? Or did you feel like it was better than that, than what you expected? So so there's a lot of things that there's – I'm trying to think right off the top of my head because none of this obviously is predetermined as you can <laughs> tell by our preparation. But thinking about somebody who portrays a comic book character, right? You, you all, you've always read comic book characters in your mind. And sometimes you can inject like Tobey Maguire or even Andrew Garfield sometimes, but it kind of never really happens, right? And yeah. even other incarnations of it, like for Harry Potter, every time I read Harry Potter now, those kids are it. You know, every, yep. Snape is, is Alan Rickman, right? When I read Thor and I, when I read um, these other, like Batman, I don't picture Christian Bale as Batman, Right, I don't, I don't really picture even Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Like Thor is just as he's different in the in the comic books. Right. There's been a f- like, there's been a few characters that even Chris Evans, as good as Chris Evans is, I st- I don't picture Chris Evans reading these lines when I'm reading like the Civil War that's happening now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't picture Chris Evans. I can picture Tony Stark. Right. I can picture Robert Downey Jr. as as Tony Stark. That was near like that. When he got that role, I was like, oh, that, that's a good choice. And then he just became – that's who I pictured Tony Stark to yes. be in real life. Right? Same thing with um, with this kid, Tom Holland. I was like, oh, my God. There's just something different about – he looks like a kid. That's who I pictured Peter Parker to be. Yes. Something like that. In, in the small amount of footage. I mean, the movie could just suck. But from the clips that I've seen, 
he's a kid, right? And he acts like a kid. He's got that Brooklyn, he's got that Queens accent down, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's who I picture in the short amount of time that I've seen him. The other person is, is, is Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. That is fucking Deadpool. Yeah. Like when you picture, when I pictured reading comic books in my mind, I, I obviously I didn't picture Ryan Reynolds, but I, I had this like vision of what he would sound like when he was saying this shit, you know, mm. the crazy shit breaking the fourth wall. Ryan Reynolds is that. And that was the closest in a long time that I've gone to a, a, a comic book movie that I haven't seen the characters before where I came out. I was like, holy shit, that's Deadpool. Yeah, they, like, that's what I pictured. They nailed it. And, and now I'm, I'm a little worried about the sequel now because like everyone's bailed from it practically. And they still don't have the cast nailed down, and it's supposed to film in a couple of months. So it's yeah. I don't know what. Well, it's the hell such a small do. movie. It's such. It's supposed to be a smaller movie. So we'll see what happens with the changes that they're making between the director and uh, the script. Also, apparently, might not be done. But anyway, yeah. So uh, let's see. You had so Doctor. So Doctor Strange. Uh, we had is your what? Doctor Strange is my number six. Um, you have it higher, okay. right? Like eight or something like that. No, I had a low. I had it nine. Oh, nine, lower. nine. So, what did you? Th- I mean, I, I loved. Um, I loved that movie. I, I think I, when I went and saw it a second time, though, it there I noticed, I guess some, you know, some flaws and whatnot, like the ending. Again, like Marvel hasn't, for whatever reason, they just haven't gotten the bad guy right just yet, and they haven't nailed like nailed their landing in an ending. I think Avengers was pretty close, but they just haven't, like I'm really looking forward to Infinity War. I hope they finally get it right. But like even, even like uh, Age of Ultron was just so all over the place. You know, again, you know. Yeah, that's the one thing about Loki is the closest to like the perfect villain that Marvel has right now. Yeah. Um, it, It The problem watching these films is that you just, there's no dire situation. You just know they're going to win somehow. Um, even with Ultron, it was the same way. Um, and I, obviously, they're always going to win. But they're, but they're, but you know, when you're watching, like, say, The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger's Joker, like you, you know, subconsciously, you knew Batman was going to win or do something or win out at the end somehow. You know, mm-hmm. but there are scenes in there where it's so goddamn creepy, and you're so engulfed in the scene that you don't think he's going to get out of it. You don't know what he's going to do. And I feel like Loki has this thing about him that he obviously nails doing, but a lot of the other villains don't, don't work out that great. Like Jebediah in um, Iron Man, the first one, as good as that first film is, Ugh. that whole end scene was just terrible. That yeah. whole fight was just terrible. Yeah. Um, the first X-Men, the first X-Men is still holds up today, but that whole ending with the, with the big light show at the end of the movie was mm-hmm. just not necessary. No. You know, Oh, and the worst like uh, line in a comic book movie by Storm about the the lightning <laughs> yeah. and the frog that was so bad. Where she comes in and out of African accent every right, word. yeah. Logan, come fight with us. Come on, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, anyway. <laughs> so I had Doctor Strange. At, you had a you had a much higher. The reasons I have it at nine were just what you mentioned. Yeah, um, the villain wasn't great. <clears throat> There was there's points where the special effects were just really hokey at the end, mm. where I knew he had to go into that realm, but it just was so much special effects. Um, I mean, they still pulled it off, but it was just not. It was there was a lot of cool things to see in this. Um, the Cumberbatch really good, but I think at the end of the day, I had more. I liked a lot more movies than than that, and the reason I think I had. I don't even know why I have that at nine and not ten, where I have Star Trek at ten, because I think I might have enjoyed Star Trek a little bit more than Doctor Strange. That's very possible. Maybe you have it higher because it's a, it's new, you know. But they're yeah, they're both they're both yeah, they're both entertaining. I th- I'd say they're both neck and neck as far as entertaining goes. Entertainment goes, you know, just shut off your mind and watch watch something. So. You know, it's not like I, I could see why now you have why you have a rival so high now because you thought you know what just besides entertainment value it made you think and it was something fresh and new. Um, <clears throat> so it, I mean that makes sense. Um, what did you have? Five. Oh, five was Deadpool, 
and then, which we just talked about. Uh, number four, I have Moana, which we gushed I have for over an hour. Civil War at five. Okay. Yeah. I have Civil War at five. So, well, which one do you want to talk about, Moana or uh, Captain America? Um, let's do Captain America first because we just recorded Moana. So okay, well, you know, Captain America, I had that a number. T- I I didn't move my number two. I and and for the and the reason is, <clears throat> I I think that movie, besides number one, my number one movie, I was probably the most entertained. Like I I probably I I got so giddy and jumping out of my seat and going holy shit. You know, all those moments, those were the two biggest reasons why, like, I had that at, at number two. I got to see stuff I haven't seen before. And plus the addition of Black Panther and Spider-Man finally entering the Marvel Universe um, just, you know, put that movie over the top for me. I just enjoyed that so much. Now, like, having gone back and watching it multiple times, it kind of loses its luster a little bit. But th- th- that 17-minute scene is still one of the best that I've seen like all year. And that doesn't even get even, it gets even better after that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How are they going to top this, you know, hero on hero, like showdown and they fucking do with only three people. Yeah. (laughs) Like they actually do. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's not empire strikes back, but it's like, it's pretty impressive because, and the reason why I mentioned empire is because don't forget an empire the giant fucking battle is in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That's the big battle is in the beginning of the movie. Now think about how many movies do you know start with a giant battle. They and just then blow their wad in the back. beginning. Yeah. So so Civil War does it in a way where, holy shit, I can't believe I just saw that giant fight. I can't believe Spider-Man. I can't believe Giant Man. All this fucking crazy shit. Well, 10 minutes from then, something even better happens. Yeah. Like that the whole qu- last quarter of that movie is edge of your seat nonstop holy shit moments. Yeah. It, um, but having said that, I have it at 5 and as you can like you said you've already figured out why my list is the way it is. Mhm. Civil War is a fantastic fucking movie. It's a great movie. It uh, it's it's probably the top 3 in the top 3 best superhero movies I've ever seen. Yes. Um I agree. But I have it down here at five because I had seen almost all those characters again. And that's not, that's a such a bullshit nitpick. And that's the only reason I really have it down here at five. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Um, because these other movies, the, the next four that I have, Rogue One, Moana, Arrival, Zootopia, I had not seen every single one of those movies is something that I'd never seen before. All yes. Yes, yes, Rogue One is Star Wars, but I've never seen it like that, told like that. I mean, it, it's it's fant- it's dark and fantastic. It's right it's right underneath um as far as darkness goes or 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 this dire situation goes in in movies, right under Empire. So you know, I have, so I have a question. So I I was just going to say I have a question for you. How would you rank all 8 Star Wars movies? Like if you had to someone put a gun to your head right now. What would you? So this is like, is this like Inception ranking, ranking within a ranking? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, <laughs> exactly. So how? <laughs> uh, well, I know my top, my my top. I'll just do my top three. It's it's going to be Empire. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's going to be a New Hope, and it's it's going to be uh, Force Awakens, and then mm-hmm. Rogue One is right outside of that. Oh, okay. So my only my big my difference. I mean, I I have Rogue One slightly higher than Force Awakens, just slightly, and and most of that has to do with the fact that I saw that movie in theaters. I saw New Hope, and going into and I've seen it so many, probably more times than any movie I've ever seen. You know, ever ever like I've seen it probably a thousand times, and watching Rogue One was like that just. I felt like that little kid again in the theater. I saw shit that I hadn't seen in years and it just was so amazing that what they did and how they kind of um, answered a lot of questions that people had for 40 years and they were able to answer. And uh, like the, the exhaust port, that was the biggest one. Cause I always felt 
how stupid, you know, why would they put that there? Right. And, and they answered that beautifully. Like I, I sit there, I watched that scene. I was like, that's fucking awesome. You know? And they had a little, they had some fan service and whatnot. And it's not a ton. Like he could have went overboard and he didn't, he held back, but um, it was a war movie, dude. It was, they put the war back in star Wars, you know, it's, right. it was a gritty war movie. And we talked about that for months, how they, they got people in place that did war movies before this, like the cinematographer and so on and so forth. Um, biggest gripe, probably the music, you know, we talked all about that stuff, but I, for me, I think that's why I have it at number one. It's mostly like never seen this before and big time nostalgic, you know, big time, like, bringing me back to, to a time. I mean, complete opposite of what George Lucas did with the prequels where everyone, you know, they, they use that, that term rape pretty loosely. I don't like when they say, Oh, I raped my childhood. I don't like that. But he did kind of mess things up for me in that respect. And so rogue one for me brought like JJ Abrams, you know, kind of brought star Wars back in a big bag way, but rogue one just like put the nail in the coffin, just, Totally sealed it. Now we're looking at Ryan Johnson and Colin, Colin, what's his name to, you know, to uh, bring it home. So we'll see. What's your, um, what's your, you have that at one. So what's your four? So number four, I have uh, Moana, which was okay, such a my, surprise. Was my Rogue One. Uh, yes. And you have it at number three, right? Moana's number three, yeah. Yeah. What a surprise that was. Um, I was really delighted. Like I, Disney animation for me, like back in the day, you know, I loved uh, Little Mermaid and Aladdin and all that stuff. And then when they started making CGI movies, they they were okay. Like they started with Dinosaur and I think another one, but then they they did Tangled. And while that's not really my demographic, I actually was very entertained with that movie. It wasn't great, but it was a good start. But this year they just fucking killed it. I mean, with both their movies, they just I and like we said. Dare I say, I, I think it was better than Pixar. I really think they're, they have finally kind of reached a level where I'm like, all right, sweet. Like, cause I love, you go to a Pixar movie, you know, you're going to get an awesome movie. And, um, unless it's cars, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and I, I kind of, I have to defend cars one a little bit because I did enjoy that movie. It was the first movie I ever took my son to. So I have nostalgic reasons for that, but I actually didn't find that movie that bad. The second one is horrible. And the third one, I'm not, I, I while I saw the trailer and I'm like, Oh my God, this, this could be awesome. I'm still very skeptical. Um, but you know, whatever, um, Moana, though, Moana was such a delight. It was such a delight. Like, it had a really lot of good messages and things about it, but it also was extremely entertaining. And fucking The Rock can't do anything wrong. That dude is just, like, <laughs> crazy good. Yeah. If you hated The Rock before, you're probably going to hate him even more now. <laughs> yeah. It makes um, it makes yeah, me want to do wrong more with that movie no yeah there's nothing wrong with that movie it's original i i love the music from that movie i unfortunately have to listen to it every day in the car um, <laughs> but uh but it, it it's fun music whereas like frozen was like jesus christ it's on the radio it's on you know i got to listen to it all the time here it like it wasn't something that spoke to me you know what i mean like yeah. the song that that didn't speak to me but like the the songs that are sung in Moana they're they're kind of they they kind of they're general they're like they could be for a broader audience not just for her um, right and you're welcome is just a fun song <laughs> yeah it is i love that song that's my favorite part you know um so i have arrival at number 2 which we already talked about you yep. have what at number 2 captain america and okay, we uh, talked about that and then my number 1 is utopia yeah, and that's at number three for me. And and that was one, I think, that didn't appear on our list at all, like in the beginning. No, we, we, saw it, we saw it way after it came out. Yeah, and and just real quick, you know, when I saw the poster, I saw the poster, and I think I saw even a trailer for it, and I was not I, – I didn't rush out to go watch that movie. Like yeah, the, me like these, I actually thought Life of Pets would be better. Yeah, yeah. Coming out. Yeah, The Secret Life of Pets, that's right, which came out like three or four months afterward. And that had a trailer yeah, that... that yeah. yeah, that was star-studded too. That was really... I mean, Louis C.K. is the voice of the dog. 
Yeah, and that trailer was so was so catchy and good that yeah. I mean people flocked to go watch that movie. But um, Zootopia but was such a little surprise. Did we know, yeah, yeah. Little did we know the movie that yeah I had the same reaction to you. I was like that Zootopia movie doesn't look good at all. And then they released the trailer for you know Secret Life of Pets. I was like, oh, that's the funny one. I'm gonna <laughs> see that one. And then I would have never saw it. I would have never saw it if if my Rot- daughter didn't want to go see it. Well, and Rotten Tomatoes had it rated very, very high. 98 or 99. Yeah, it was probably the best, one of the best reviewed movies of the year. Um, it's not a musical, so it's not like Moana. Um, it's just a straight-up cartoon. Um, it's got a good, it's actually got a good cop drama in it, but the messaging in that movie is so sometimes subtle, other times in your face. Um, but for a kid subconsciously, like my daughter got it at four years old. Mm-hmm. She, she understood right away at four years old that um, like she caught me watching the walking dead one time. She wanted to know why one of the zombies was hurt. She thought the, she thought a person looked like that. <laughs> you know, she didn't get it. That, that was like a fucking walking dead corpse. She thought somebody got like a, a boo-boo. Right? But she walked, <laughs> she walked out of, she walked out of Zootopia um, and got it. She said to me in the car, she's like, I want to be a cop because I can be anything I want to be. And I was like, oh, my God. That's, that's put amazing. that right on the fucking poster, dude. That's that's pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. So so it, to me, that was a I was a near perfect movie for for what it was. It, it was just a really great movie. And for me, I, I think there's talk that they're going to do a sequel, mm-hmm. but there's. I mean, you want to see, like, as a kid, you want to see more adventures of, you know, uh, Nick Wilde and, and Judy Hopps, but the messaging in that movie is is perfect. It is, and and it kind of wor- makes me worried for a sequel. I mean, it makes sense because it made uh, – it was one of the top money makers of the year. Um, huge legs, too. Yeah, it, it's it, – yeah, huge on video, and, and I think it's on uh, – it was on Netflix. I mean, it's it's all over the place right now. You can watch it. Anywhere. It was such a surprise. Um, but it, it, it does make me a little worried for a sequel because this one nailed all the messages. It, like Beyond and Above being a uh, cop, buddy cop movie, it did have like a lot of messages on diversity and gender it was funny gender too. roles. And it was funny. So now to have like a sequel, it's like, well, I guess you can try. I hope they try to expand upon some of those, uh, you know, the gender and the diversity and um, – yeah, but probably the one of the funniest and best scenes uh, of the year was in the DMV with the sloths. Um, that was <laughs> that was the one when they actually released that scene in theaters. That's what made me want to go watch it. And then, you know, when the the Rotten Tomatoes rating came out, that's what made me really want to go see it. So, but yeah, that was one of the best scenes of the year for sure. And then the ending was was really good with the sloth too. That kind of that was a really funny ending, but uh, it kind of hit it home too. Subconsciously, it hit it home. It did. It did. Like, it was ridiculous. That... Don't judge a you know don't judge a book by its cover. The sloth is the one that's the notorious you know street racer. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that movie's like like you said. It's got so many good messages. You could be whoever you want to be. It doesn't matter what gender, divert you know what race and all that stuff. And and one of the one just real quick, but one of the best things about that movie that I love that that made me laugh out loud is when you know he he says to her, he's like, oh, you're so cute, and he, he she's like, no, 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 you don't get to say that. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. I was like, oh wow, these writers got it so smart. But, so, uh, man, that's, that's our, our list. That was our top ten. But <laughs> let's go. Did you have any honorable mentions? Um, not really. I mean, I, you know, I had the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them early on in my list. But, you know, that movie wasn't as good as I had hoped. So, um, I, I don't know. I I could tell you what my worst picks are. I don't know if you well, wrote any of those Well, down, let but. me just mention... My my honorable mentions were like Fantastic Beasts and Ghostbusters were right outside of that. Okay. Um, um, but the difference between Star Trek and Ghostbusters and Star Trek and Fantastic Beasts were pretty big, so that's why they yeah were like yeah it makes mention. sense that um, make that makes sense. So here here's my top 
five worst movies in no particular order. Okay. Um, because I because even writing this list pissed me off. As I'm writing as I'm writing this list, I'm like, fuck this shit, fuck this, <laughs> screw that, I, and I can't believe you fucking made this movie. Um, I can't believe I paid money so, for this movie. <laughs> yeah. So one of the biggest disappointments of the year for me was was X Men. That's on my list. Yes. One of the worst movies I saw this year. I agree. Um, it had everything going for him, but right from the like, it had Brian Singer. You know, you were going to see Olivia Munn in it with first indication of Psylocke. But those early pictures of of Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse just didn't seem right. No. And I knew it was he's in a trouble. fantastic actor, fantastic actor. But right from the beginning, something just seemed wrong. So um, that was it, it's on one of the worst movies I've seen, but it's not the worst movie I've seen by far. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of my biggest disappointments of the year. Yes. Um. Independence Day was on my top 10 list for most anticipated, um, but it also was one of the worst movies I saw. Yes. Like, there's nothing, there's just, like, yeah, they're pretty diverse in it, but I don't give a shit. The movie sucked. No, they took took the original concept and they just tried to do something, I don't know, they didn't stick to the formula, they did a lot of weird shit, and and the end... You could have had Jeff, you could have had Jeff Goldblum for 90 minutes in this movie just being, like as good as he was in The Fly, and it still would not have saved this movie. No. The movie was just so... It was too much going on. And then the ending, when they're like, you know, let's go after them, that was one time where I was like, oh, I guess that's kind of cool, but the movie sucks, so I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So finishing out the, the next three, and again, no particular order for these, was Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. I didn't even have Ninja Turtles on there, but that's a good one. I, I should have had that on there. Um, yeah, so Batman v Superman was probably by far the biggest disappointment, you know. Uh, Not for me. Not for me because I knew it was going to suck. Yeah, but still, it's like these, this is the first time that these two juggernauts are on the screen together. And so whether you... Whether I knew it was going to be disappointing or not, it still didn't, you know, erase the fact that fuck, we got this movie, but it's so yeah, bad. But that's, like, it, but that's like saying, you know, that's like reading like a a Yelp review, right? <laughs> and every everything and and these okay, so the Yelp review, the Yelp reviews are everything that you're hearing pre release date of Batman v Superman. You're seeing all this shit, you're reading all this stuff about how disarray the whole company is and shit like that. And then you read, okay, so you read all these Yelp reviews, and then you go to this restaurant, and it sucks. And you're like, that was really disappointing. Really? Was it disappointing, or was it really just expected? Yeah. You can't get, you know, like everything leading up to that movie told you it was going to suck. It had Zack Snyder attached to it, right? It had the same writers from Zack Snyder, from from Man of Steel. You, You knew from the trailer something was wrong, because it just didn't seem right. Um, and then they just kept releasing article after article about how great the movie is going to be, how amazed you're going to see that we fixed the issues from Man of Steel. I've never once heard, like even George Lucas, who I you kill for the prequels, he didn't fucking apologize for the prequels. Nope. He's like, well, you know what? You can't please everybody. And that he left it at that. DC was like this like child who just was yearning for his like yearning for his dad's love and just say no look seriously i made this i made this baking soda vinegar volcano just for you please love it and love me so in other words if i don't forget don't forget that that's what dc did you know leading up to that release is all these articles coming out just apologizing and saying we did this we fixed it you're gonna love superman even more or whatever you know so so to me it was not disappointing it was just expected. What I didn't expect was how badly the critics would kill it. Yeah. That was probably the only surprise. Yeah. Because I remember walking out of that movie thinking, oh, that wasn't as big a piece of shit as I thought it was going to be. Right. It's still terrible. It's pro- it's still a big loaf of shit, just not a big loaf of shit without corn. Well, so <laughs> that hurts on the way out. Um, yeah. That should, that should be on the next poster for Justice League. Right. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, it's funny going back and listening to our review of that movie because we kind of both were surprised that we were kind of semi-entertained when we got out of there. Like, oh, that was a fun movie. But the problem with that movie is, unlike Civil War, when you watch it over and over, it gets worse and worse and worse as you watch it. It gets so bad that now I think every time we talk on the phone, that movie pops up that topic pops up and we bash the shit out of it, you know, and it's, that's not, I don't know. That really bugs me. That movie should have been great. It should have been fucking way up there. You know, that's so exciting. Never got to see this before and ended up being just a, just a huge letdown. Um, so like, you know, if we're going on Yelp reviews, so, you know, Man of Steel is that restaurant that you go to and you have steak and it's really shitty and you leave and then, they, you know, and then, you know, Batman v Superman is the restaurant going, hey, come back because the steak's really good now. Now we added, <laughs> no, now we added a buffet. Now we added a buffet. Right. <laughs> and you go to it, the buffet is disgusting and, you know, really shitty put together. And yeah, you got yeah, the lettuce. The lettuce is wilted. <laughs> Fucking pizza has been sitting there forever. (laughs) Pot roast is all dried out from your fucking lamps. (laughs) The seafood has a weird smell. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's um, yeah, that's (laughs) was not a good movie. So what else? You had Suicide Squad on there too. Okay, so for all you listeners out there, probably know this is that that is our longest podcast of the year but (laughs) (laughs) it was so goddamn awful it was so bad holy shit is that movie bad yeah we were just saying like if the movie's really good we review it in like 10 minutes and we're done we're like uh what do we talk about now but it that was a longer i think that was a longer podcast than batman v superman it was i couldn't believe how bad it was um it was almost as long as the movie like as much as we said like you know to me it wasn't it wasn't expected i i didn't I, I expected what i got from batman v superman even though it was a little bit more entertaining than i thought i i knew i would get a movie that was fucking incoherent major plot holes no character development whatsoever so i got what i expected from batman v superman yeah suicide squad there was no history behind it other than you know it was zach's part of zach snyder's dc universe which in itself is should raise red flags but you know what Again, it had it had a lot of bad things going early on. Mm-hmm. It had the early pictures of the Joker. Um, it had early pictures of Harley Quinn, and it had Will Smith as Deadshot. So a lot of those things didn't jive with me. Actually, Will Smith ended up being the best thing in that movie. Yes. Harley Quinn ended up being okay, even though I hated the fact that she was in, like, fucking Daisy Dukes and a t-shirt the entire time in the entire movie. And all she does is swing a bat. There's no reason to be on our, there's no reason for her to be on a fucking tactical team. There's really none. There's okay. no reason why she should go save the earth. No, you know who the real suicide squad is? Uh, Rogue one. That's a real suicide squad. Everybody yeah, on, yeah. everybody on rogue one had a past of some kind. They, they were, they did a lot of shitty things, you know, in the rebellion, and they were still fighting. They were fought for a greater cause, and they all fucking died. So that's Suicide Squad well, that's right a, there. That, that's kind of a good parallel to tell good storytelling with bad storytelling. Right. You know, yes, it's it's predetermined that this story is underlying there, and we just never saw it for Rogue One. But at the end of the day, it's still kind of like an ensemble put together bunch of people, you know? Right. And it did it. It did it really well. Ironically, we were just talking about Magnificent Seven this morning, but that movie did not do well with how it put together the pieces of the Magnus- Magnificent Seven. No. Whereas Rogue One, it kind of seemed to blend a little bit with how they got their certain pieces to to you know to go have the story that they had to tell. Exactly. So Suicide Squad was a big giant fucking mess. I mean, everything was wrong with this movie. Um, so. I, I have only seen it once. You've seen it. You've seen it. I've saw it's it. Tw- so yeah, I saw. I saw the extended edition, and and this is the thing I I can't stand about DC even more so than everything else too, is that they go oh even more like footage and like oh it rounds the movie out. It makes it better. It doesn't, folks. It it actually makes it worse. 
I mean, they, the shit that they add in the deluxe editions of both Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad does nothing for the story at all. It just adds extra shit. You get more scenes with the Joker. Big fucking deal. He has nothing to do with Suicide Squad. He's just some idiot that kind of pops in and out. We've talked about it. Fuck, why, why are we wasting even more time in this movie? Go listen to the Suicide Squad review. It's an hour and 45 fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spend any like another here's, minute. Here's... Here's like a good argument for anybody who just gives DC a pass for whatever. Have you ever heard of a studio try to advertise to you that the movie is better when you get the special edition version than it is in the theatrical release? That what they're actually telling you is if they said that any sooner, because don't forget they announced the Blu-ray like one week after the fucking movie was released, which was unheard of uh, for Batman v Superman. I'm saying, yeah, like, who have you ever heard that happen that, you know, that, hey, even if you don't like the movie now, you're going to love it when it comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Who it's the because, fuck says that? It's because they're they're just scared. They're scared shit. They know they're they know they've just shoved this thing. They know they've just put it together as quickly as they could. They're they're playing catch up to Marvel. It's no that's there's no secret about it. They know that they're behind. And so they're rushing the product out, which is a bummer. I mean, think about, I mean, not that any, there's been a couple comic book movies that should have been nominated for an Oscar, but just think about that for a second and be like, you know, you know, Braveheart winning uh, the Oscar, like, well, they, they gave it the Oscar for best picture because they saw the special edition Blu-ray or DVD. There was more fucking happen. There was more kilts in this movie. <laughs> The yeah. movie that you that the movie that you make us the movie that you not make us but the movie that you offer to us that we have to pay ten dollars to go fucking see, you're literally telling me that it I should not go to the theater and just save my money when you say shit like that to me. Now you've done it to two movies, you've done it to Batman v Superman and you've done it to Suicide Squad, where you've told me as a fucking paying customer that the movie that I'm going to release in the theaters that you're going to have to pay 10 bucks for is shittier than the version that I'm going to get six months later Well, on, on Blu-ray. What's funny is um, that, and they'd be incorrect because the Blu-ray is actually shittier than the theatrical version. So it doesn't, that didn't make too much you sense. You understand but, how many, but how many forums have we been on where these fucking asshats are sitting there saying that the special edition of Batman v Superman makes the movie better. Yeah. How? In what way? Oh, because so Jenna, Jenna, just Jenna, so Malone Jenna Malone's in it, in it? so yeah. she can she can have some stupid dialogue with with, uh, Lois, with Lois Lane about a bullet. How does that make <laughs> that fucking movie better? Yeah. How does it's... that How does that answer the question that there is no fucking reason on on what you've shown me between Man of Steel and Batman v Superman? There is no fucking reason why Superman would sacrifice himself at the end of this movie. In fact, everything points to the exact opposite of what you've shown me. Yeah. Everything. His most influential people, even Lois at a certain point in time, tells him to fucking bail. Tells him, no, don't fucking do it. Don't save anybody. Let those kids on the bus die. There is nothing that says Superman should fucking sacrifice himself at the end of that movie. Yeah. But because this... Jenna Malone's in the movie, because Jenna Malone's in the movie, it, it explains that. <laughs> I, I can't stand the Superman that they have right now. I've poor Henry Cavill. He's got the worst job in the world. And, and, and now we've had two brooding Superman, two movies with brooding Superman. Now we're going to have a third movie where he's actually in a black suit. So it's, it's going to go even more dark and brooding. Yeah. If you, if you thought Superman was fucking emo before, wait till you see his mullet in his black suit. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's going to be missing is his like, his spiked wristband from right. Spencer. <laughs> spiked collar. Uh, yeah. Or from hot, or I should say from like hot topic. Hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> the steel toed boots. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> God. Now I'm picturing Superman as kiss. <laughs> Star child. Yeah. He's yeah. all sticking his tongue out. He's like, rock on bitch. Party yeah, all night. He's got these, he's going to have the black hair and the black leather jacket. He's going to dress. He's going to be a mix between like Gene Simmons and fucking Neo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
because I want my Superman in a trench coat. Yeah, that's what I want. No, that Superman was done so well on Supergirl this year. It it, it was really so nice to see that Superman enjoying yeah, enjoying writers, what he's doing and the writers actually got Superman. They understood that like, hey, this guy's the most powerful person on on earth and he knows it but he doesn't care that he is that. Right. And he understands like that he understands the levity of being Superman and actually likes helping people. Whereas this Superman's like, oh, fuck, Dad, do I really have to do this? It's, I've only been Superman for 18 months. Do I have to keep, you know, do I have to go save more people? Like, he's been Superman for 18 months. No. 18 months. Yeah. Give me a break. Let me... Well, if he, if, if he did it any longer, he would turn into Batman, and then he would just start killing people, and then Batman <laughs> would be justified for wanting to fucking fight him in the first place. <laughs> Oh man, I can't, uh, fuck those movies. Um, so I, <laughs> yeah. I, I now I'm picturing now I'm picturing like Ben Affleck saying that one line in Batman v Superman. He's like, he brought the war here. I'm like, no, he really didn't. He was a fucking <laughs> infant. And if you were actually the world's greatest detective, like you're supposed to be, you would have found that out before. Like you wanted to murder. Somebody he was because, an infant. <laughs> yeah, he was a fucking infant. He really didn't bring it here. He was a helpless child, Batman. <laughs> and maybe you should be more of a detective than a fucking murderer. Yeah, here you have the, the greatest detective and you have the greatest reporter. And they both don't know jack and shit. And they're shitty at their jobs. They're <laughs> shitty at their titles. Yeah. Clark Kent's a mild-mannered reporter, doesn't know who the fuck Bruce Wayne is. Right? Yeah. And the world's greatest detective wants to just go fucking murder somebody without doing some research first. <laughs> Should be, that should be the tagline of the movie. That's <laughs> yeah, nailed that should it. Be the tagline. <laughs> the world's greatest. The world. The the mild mannered reporter doesn't know the world's worst detective. <laughs> Boom! Go watch Dawn, it. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> go watch it, and uh, in a week we'll have an R rated Blu Ray that's going to make it even better. Yes, more Jenna Malone. <laughs> uh. But uh, oh, so, wait a minute, is Jen- Jenna Fisher the one from The Office, right? Yes, that's the deluxe special edition <laughs> where, they have, where they have Jenna Malone and Jenna Fisher in the same lab talking about breaking the fourth wall. Um, yeah, <laughs> while talking about the bullet, right? Because the bullet is everything. <laughs> the bullet like makes yeah. the movie. Uh, it should have its own character. The bullet. Oh, anyway, fuck those movies. Fuck yeah, they take up so much of our goddamn podcast. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. If we should be getting money from anybody, it should be fucking from DC <laughs> that we keep mentioning their <laughs> shitty movies. <laughs> they're, liter- they're like literally like under the impression that like no no bad press is like all press is like bad press is good press. Some That's shit. right. That's right. That because people are going to be listening, going who have never seen the movie, going like, was it really that bad? Did they go watch it? Like, yeah, it's because because of us. Um, all right, screw that. So I have I have some other. I, so I had X Men. I had Independence Day also on the list. I also had Batman. I also had Suicide Squad. I threw on there the Huntsman Winter's War. I don't know why I watched that movie, but oh my god! It's, <laughs> oh my god, that was so fucking bad. I didn't even want to watch it. I, well, I didn't go to the theater the and watch. I watched it at home, but it it was oh, okay. uh, yeah, it was bad. Um, Jason Bourne was a huge disappointment. Um, so I have that in my list. Uh, Batman the Killing Joke, that was another one where, I, I mean, I was so excited when they announced this. I was so excited when they got Conroy, uh, you know, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill to come back out of, out of retirement to do the voices. That, to me, was, like, amazing. I, th- I thought, oh, wow, this is, like, one of the ultimate comic books, and now they're going to finally plus, fucking do it. Plus, DC animation is way better than Marvel. And, DC, and everything, DC, everything going for it. DC animation's better than the DC movies by far. And yeah, it had everything going for it. There was no reason for us to think this movie was going to not be good. Batman: The Killing Joke is like you catch the the football on the one yard line and you run it all the way back, and then you trip on the five yard line on the opposite side and drop drop the fucking ball. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're celebrating, celebrating early. early. Yeah. You're celebrating. You spike like, the ball. Spike it at the one yard line. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it, but 
probably worse than that, though. I mean, it, it's bad. The comic book is only like, what, 20, 30 pages or something like that? And so yeah. I would have been happy with a 30-minute movie. I, I'm like, just do, just do the material or make like a – what did I say in the review? I think I said something like make a, a movie that has three comic books in it. So you have three separate stories instead of doing one hour and 20 minute movie that quite frankly was so bloated and overstuffed with extra bullshit that it was, it just made the, it ruined the story completely ruined it. Um, yeah. The, the prologue that they had for Batgirl really messed with the motivation and the 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 substance of what the killing joke yes, actually was. Yes, absolutely. It was it was all about the Joker. The the comic book is really about about his origins, right? Trying to re- well, his origins are in it, but it was really about him trying to prove the reason why they tell the origins in that in that comic book is because he had one bad fucking day. Yes, he had a shit ton of bad days before that, but he had one really bad fucking day that turned him into the Joker. He's trying to prove to Batman or has been trying to prove to Batman for years that if Batman would just fucking kill someone, just yeah. one person, that he would turn into the Joker. Yep. So what he's trying to do in that movie, which kind of happens in the Dark Knight movie, what he's trying to do is take Commissioner Gordon and and fucking turn him into the Joker or turn him into something just as bad, that he fucks with him so badly by killing his – or not killing, but by paralyzing Barbara and you know basically raping her – and and showing it to him in this like fucking rundown amusement park that he would just turn just as bad, but he doesn't. Nope. That's what that's about. Because you added that whole thing with Barbara Gordon and Batman having sex, now it turns into a revenge story that never really happens. Like you don't see the end result. You don't get that satisfaction while while subliminally taking away what the Joker was what the killing joke really was. Yep. Was about the Joker proving to Batman that if you had a really bad fucking day, you'd go psychotic too. Yeah, you're like one. Basically, basically, the Joker's trying to justify who he is to Batman. Right. Everybody is one bad day away from becoming just like me, you know, and and uh, he's not able to prove it. And Batman even like tells him, he's like, see, you know, but the, but you're right. The, the, all that extra stuff in it really takes away from what the, what the story is about. And that's... That's a real big bummer because this is one of those premier stories, one of the biggest Batman stories, Joker stories out there, and they completely botched it. And um, and I think a lot of it had to do with well, it's only just one in one book, so you know we got to. It's just like the Hobbit; we have to like overflate this thing to take over three movies, and it ended up being kind of shitty, you know, because they added all this extra stuff. So it did help that they were writing as they were filming too. Oh yeah, I mean we can go on and on about the Hobbit, Hobbit. not the Killing Joke. Right, right. But but the that. Killing Joke, you know, I just felt, man, they should just pick two or three really awesome Batman stories and just made a you know a DVD out of all that. But instead, they overinflated this thing and and took away from what it was supposed to be, and that that's a bummer. So it got a really low rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and with me, it just it really pissed me off. Um, what they did with that story. But um, what else did I have? Oh, and my, so if I, if I were to do a, a number one, like worst movie of the year, I definitely would put Warcraft. And I know that I, Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I can't believe I left that off my list. That's we, how we, shitty it was. We, you know, we uh, earlier, th- this movie's so bad, you guys, that when I, I took Vic to see it, you know, it was my, it was the day before my wedding. And I said, he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, let's just go see a movie. He's like, well, what do you want to see? And I'm like, well, let's just go see Warcraft. And he was like, fuck that. I'm not paying money for that. And I said, no, I'll buy for you. So he's like, he reluctantly went and we walked out of that movie. That movie was so bad. You guys that we couldn't, we're like, we're not going to review this ever because it's just too fucking terrible. And it made us, and we're not going to start now. No, nope. movie's fucking god awful. No, nope. just know that it sucks really bad. If you want to see the worst you know, movie of the year, according to us, you know, just have someone else rent it for you because you don't want to waste your dollar. So I, I, the movie is so bad. I completely forgot about that movie when I was. <laughs> it was the first one I wrote down. I'm like, oh, I got to write this fucking and, movie down. And I didn't. And I didn't like remember in the beginning. I said there's really no order to it. 
now that you've brought up Warcraft, that would be my worst movie that I've seen this year. <laughs> By far, <laughs> and I saw some it shitty makes, movies, dude. I saw Huntsman. Yeah. I saw I saw Alice through the <laughs> Alice through the Looking Glass. I saw you know movies like that that were terrible, but none of them touched even you know that took the cake. Warcraft. It's just as such far a as, jumbled as far as, ass movie. I mean, there's probably a lot worse movies, but as far as like tentpole type movies or movies that are supposed to be blockbusters or summer movie going. That's fu- and, and the amount of money they spent on that movie, Jesus Christ! Yeah, it still made it so goddamn bad. It still made a shit ton of money though from overseas, and I assume that they're going to make a sequel, but probably less less money put into it. But by God, I mean it. You're right. It, this is like like John Carter bad. Like, well, not John Carter bad, but I mean no, they spent but they spent a lot of money, and it just it just failed miserably at the box office. Here in the United if, States, if Michael, if Michael Bay and Zack Snyder had a love <laughs> child with each other, and that person had a love child with its own sister, that spawn of Satan, like, is is this movie? Uh, it's so bad. I mean, I mean, look, you know, you go look back in the eighties, and you look at a lot of their. Uh, fantasy type movies like one of them uh, always pops at the top of my head is Beastmaster but Beastmaster it it tries it's not serious it's just it's a very entertaining totally cheesy movie but for whatever fuck it it still works I mean 30 something years later it's still a pretty fucking good movie like it's entertaining there's no value to Warcraft at all there's really no value to that movie I I love the cutscenes in the video game. I used to play the video game and I loved the cutscenes were so fucking awesome that I was like, why don't they make an hour long or hour and a half long cartoon just with these graphics and, and this storytelling. It's so fantastic. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I, you know, it, it's really that good. And so the movie, I think out of just out of curiosity, I just had to go watch it because I mean, I have some personal reasons as well, but I had to go watch that movie just to see just how bad it was because I, I really wanted that movie to fail because it just looks so bad. But what when I left there, I was like, wow, like I feel really bad now because that movie was even worse than I thought. But um, anyway, I, I feel bad for Duncan that's Jones. I, that's more than I ever want to talk about. That's yeah, that's – I ever want to talk about Warcraft. Yeah, worst movie ever. Anyway, uh, but shit, we, we got to – I think we saw – more, you know, I think we saw a lot more movies, you know, positively. I said better movies than we did uh, shitty yeah, movies. Definitely. So very um, surprising movies too. Yeah, yeah, some really surprising movies that we never thought in a million years we'd ever see or want to see, but ended up being in our top ten, and that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Um, next year, you know, we will be doing the most anticipated episode. Uh, for uh, 2017 movies, that's going to be coming up, so stay tuned for that. We uh, Neither one of us have talked to each other about what we have on our list, so when you guys listen to it, that means we're listening to it for the first time as well. So, uh, Yeah, so here's to 2016. Um, hope yeah. Hope everybody had a good year. This is our last podcast before the year closes out. Yes, um, happy holidays. 2017. Yes. Time we record. Happy Kwanzaa, post. happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. That's right. Today's today's the first day of Hanukkah. That's right. So it's across the board. It's uh it's a good time to be alive. But yeah, 2016. It's eight days, right? It's yeah, eight yeah, eight crazy fucking nights, dude. As Adam That's Sandler would say. That's the only way I remember how many nights. <laughs> From the Adam that Sandler song, song? yeah, <laughs> I love that song. It's still man. in my head. That song is still in your head. Oh if yeah, you, yeah. You actually, when you say Eight Crazy Nights," you say it like he says it in this song. When he mentions uh, William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, and he goes, "Both Jewish." Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, yeah, so that's uh, episode sixty of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Until next year, folks, chew on that. Later.